Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. What is going on, Rudder Nation? This is Jerry from Beyond the Rut, and here is another installment of Jerry's Short. Now, it's been a while since I've done one of these segments because I've had a backlog of great interviews. I wanted to get out the door, into your ears, your headphones, your speakers, however you consume this podcast. But I'm back. And as promised, here are the short episodes halfway through the week that'll just carry you over to Monday, but also give you a practical tip, tool, or insight that'll help grow your faith, your family, and your career. So what am I talking about this week? This week, I wrote an article uh, on LinkedIn called Stake Your Leadership Tent, Expel Employee Dissatisfaction, and Stem the Turnover Tide. And these are the concepts behind that. You've heard me talk about servant leadership. You've heard me talk about some practical tools in leading people better. But this is something that formed for me because I don't know if you've heard, but they say 2021 was the great resignation. So as people were coming out of having to work from home, they were realizing that they needed more work-life balance. They wanted more time, flexibility, and they wanted to feel cared for. Now, it turns out 2022 saw a bigger rate of turnover for companies. So in 2021, the so-called great resignation, we saw about 47 million people leave their jobs. One year later, when things are supposed to be going back to normal, we saw over 50 million people leave their jobs. CNBC calls it the real year of the great resignation. Now, Gallup did some research, and then I read their article of their research. So when I share this information, it's not like I went out there and gathered it myself. I don't have like a big research uh, budget or anything like that. But Gallup, if you've heard of Gallup, then you know who these guys are. You know, they do a lot of great work. And so they asked people who had left their jobs in 2022, why? And here are the top five reasons they gave consistently. Number one, they did not feel connected at work, either to the mission, the vision, or other people. So kind of a a byproduct of wanting to work from home, work hybrid, but then also not being connected to the people and the culture of the organization. So that is something leaders do need to uh, struggle with and are struggling with. The second reason was not being able to work from home for positions that could work from home. So if you had a job that could be remote, but for whatever reason, companies are insisting you come into the office, those positions are losing people like crazy. But here are the ones that really started to catch my attention. Number three was not feeling cared for at work. And four and five are very similar. Uh, Four was not seeing opportunities for growth. So that personal drive to see where they had opportunities to grow their strengths, their skill sets, and so on. But then the fifth one was they didn't feel like their leaders offered opportunities for growth. Now, Companies across the board are competing in stemming the turnover tide through compensation uh, by doing market adjustments, being competitive against their competitors in the wage race, in a sense. Uh, Then some companies are establishing hybrid and remote work arrangements. They're, They're trying to hone in on lessons learned from the pandemic. 
Other companies are creating career ladders, formal career ladders. So if you come in in an entry-level position, what is the pathway to executive leadership, to management, to specialized roles within the organization that are in high demand? And improving wellness programs. You spend most of your day at the office, at the company. So how do you get the most out of it so that you're living your best life when you're away from your family, your friends, and your actual life? So these are must-dos that companies need to do. Uh, They need to implement this. If you want to stay competitive in the 21st century, post-pandemic, these are things you need to do. Now, I went a little bit further, and I, I talked with leaders, people managers, and asked them what were their frustrations around employee engagement and the high turnover rates that they're seeing in the industry. And here is some of the, the qualitative feedback they gave me. I'm losing people faster than these initiatives can get implemented. You know, there are only so many seats available for formal development programs. How do I, as a manager, provide growth opportunities for everybody? Compensation adjustments are important, but it never seems to be enough to make people happy. And what, again, what can I do as a manager to curb employee dissatisfaction that's low cost and has real impact? And another one was people see right through last minute efforts to appeal to employees before an employee engagement survey. And I, as a leader, want to do something that's genuine. And so the pulse that I was getting from this uh, feedback was that um, managers want to know what can they do. So if you're a manager, if you're a director, this may be something you feel frustrated with as well, is how do I expel employee dissatisfaction? How do I stem the turnover tide? Because if I don't do this, I wind up having to do their job myself. I don't get to take vacations. I come home late. I have to leave for work early you find yourself in a rut and it's going to burn you out. It's going to burn your team out if you don't fix this, right? So I formed a leadership framework that's built off of my experiences, my knowledge of leadership, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, Servant leadership is a heavy influence on this. And so these are proven principles and practices that help people leaders create a sense of feeling genuinely cared for and provide opportunities for growth for their employees that are low cost and have high impact. So if you're ready to stake your leadership tent, here are the four stakes that leaders should have in their daily behaviors, their daily actions that will build employee engagement, reduce that turnover. So why a tent? Now, you may know that I'm an avid backpacker. I, f- I find enjoyment in camping and being out in nature. And if an animal comes through my campsite early in the morning, I am stoked. Uh, My family thinks I'm weird. My friends think I'm weird, but that's what I do. Now with this, I've learned because I'm an ultralight backpacker, I don't carry a traditional tent. I carry a tarp, a shelter. And I've learned how to set that up in a variety of ways, whether it's an A-frame, an irregular diamond, a pyramid. I know how to do these things. There's one thing I learned, and I learned this lesson in the Army when setting up what we call general purpose medium tents, and that was the easiest way to put up a tent or a tarp is to stake out the four corners first, because this created the infrastructure and the tension that's needed to quickly prop up your tent and have the space that you need for the night. If you don't do that, if you try to put the tents up, the poles up first, it requires more effort, 
more coordination, more people, more resources. But if you put the stakes down first, you just easily pop up those poles, guy line them out, and you've got a tent, you've got shelter. And, and leadership to me is similar in that there are some key characteristics that a leader needs to have staked out first to provide the tension and the infrastructure needed to help employees feel cared for and connected and to take opportunities for growth in their careers in a meaningful way. So the four stakes in your leadership tent are trust building, empowering, navigating, and thriving together. So let's take a look at each of these four stakes very quickly, and um, I'll try to throw in a practical tip that you can use for each of these stakes. So the first one, the most important one, is trust building. That's the most important stake. Uh, Patrick Lencioni pointed this out in his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, that an absence of trust is the root of a team's struggles. You know, trust in this pyramid makes up the foundation for your work relationships. And it's hard to build, but it's very easy to dismantle. In fact, people don't leave their jobs. They don't leave their companies. They leave their leaders. And, and us as leaders have a very important role in building that foundation of trust first. So a leader can intentionally build trust daily uh, through providing clarity, consistency, and justice in all of their interactions. I like to teach leaders how to create a personal leadership credo that states what leader a leader believes. In fact, credo means I believe. And a leadership credo that states your values, your leadership style, and impact the impact employees can expect from your given personality, uh, your personal accountability to your values, this does build a sense of connection trust and, and and accountability because they now know what do you value, what is your expected leadership style, and then what can I as your employee expect from you. And if you stay true to that credo, you've now provided a vehicle to be consistent in how you deal with your team. And they can hold you accountable for that. And that takes vulnerability, that takes strength. But then what a great way to build trust when somebody asks you about something and you stay true to that credo. The second thing is empowering. So empowering your, your, your people. A good manager makes sure that their employees have the logistics, like the supplies, processes, and procedures that they need to perform their jobs and meet those expectations. You know, a, that's a good manager. Now, a good leader gives a consistent and protected platform for team members to have a voice, share their ideas, and leverage their solutions to help the entire organization succeed. You know, what I found in my career and what I've seen in other people's success as leaders, when authority is shared so that employees can make appropriate decisions and take action, that frees up that leader to work on strategic activities. You get to work on the business, not in the business. And a practice that I learned from uh, working in healthcare as well as Disney uh, retired executive Dan Cockrell is that Rounding with your employees to connect with them on a personal and professional level builds trust. It allows you to learn directly from them what's working well, what's not. You're getting direct feedback. And then when you communicate back to them the actions you took as their leader based on their input, you've now empowered them to have a voice. You've empowered them to share ideas with you by implementing those ideas or working through them. And even if you can't implement their ideas, when you communicate back to them, you, you've built trust because you've given them a voice and they felt heard and they saw that they could trust you. 
Now, the final two stakes are navigating and, and to clarify this, navigating for your employees' success because employees don't always know what all the options are. You know, we traditionally think that growth means promotion, means a better uh, title, but development can also be learning new skills, gaining new areas of responsibility that make you even more competitive in the job market. It sounds like a gamble as a leader, right? Because what happens if you train these folks up, you develop them and they leave? And I once heard a, uh, I think it may have come out of the book, Good to Great, and it may have been a motto that Wells Fargo had coined. I don't know. I'll have to go look this up later. But the response to that is, what if you don't train these folks and you don't develop them and they stay? What are you stuck with? So as you help employees navigate their careers and their aspirations and their goals, and you do this through delegating meaningful work to them, then you can help them prepare for the next level of their career. They feel cared for because you're taking time to learn about them, their desires, and you're providing them opportunities to put untapped skills to use or develop new skills. When I talk about delegation with leaders, I like to share with them a decision-making model I call carry, crawl, walk, run. And I'll often visit that in another episode. So the final thing, thriving together. Because, you know, we tend to celebrate somebody's work anniversary, maybe somebody's birthday. To me, work anniversaries are cool. You, you appreciate the longevity they've had in the company. But you're really just saying, hey, congratulations on not getting fired over the last year. What are the specifics that they've brought to the table? What are the new things that they ventured out into? Sometimes a good leader will leverage the annual review uh, as part of this. Uh, others, a lot of us, probably just use it as a check the box. But what are the milestones you are celebrating with your employees on a regular basis? And maybe you don't have to do it all yourself. Open up a part of your team meeting where team members are genuinely complimenting each other on milestones that have been achieved. Now, overall, these are the four stakes, the four basic stakes to get the four corners of your tent ready. And the skills that go with them are kind of like the guidelines, the, the cords that you use to tie the, the tent down in different ways. Now, another reason why I love the idea of a tent is that work today is very rapidly changing. It, it's always changing, but it's, it seems to change rapidly. Now, if you build a brick and mortar home, it's very hard to lift that home up and move it to a new location or to reconfigure it for the needs. However, a tent, a leadership tent, it has its main four corners, but from those four stakes in the ground, you can reconfigure everything around that, bring on new skills, stop practicing certain skills that aren't working. You can adapt much more readily with with a tent analogy. And that's that's another reason why I use the idea of a tent is that you have the ability to adapt and adjust to what's going on today while still staying true to the four stakes in the ground that you've put. There you have it, guys. Uh, if you want more information of how can I bring this to your organization to teach uh, both the concepts and the skill sets around them, just go to the show notes of this episode, beyondtherut.com slash JS014. And the episode is called Stake Out Your Leadership Tent. Uh, there you I'm just excited. I'm back. Uh, this was a little bit longer than seven minutes, but I hope you found some value in the content. Uh, let me know in the comments. Let me know on social media wherever you see this posted, and I'll keep in touch with you guys. So again, show notes, beyondtherut.com slash 
JS014. This has been your Leadership Tent, and I'll be back next week with another Jerry Short. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.